It also snowed um, yesterday too, so it got really bad, really fast. Um, like the sidewalks are really icy. I took my dog out this morning and I like put on my Strava and it was like, if you saw me eat shit on Beacon, mind your business. <laughs> Actually, no, you didn't. Hello and welcome back to the Gay Ergos podcast. My name is Lizzie Houston and I am in retrograde. And my name is Carol Sullivan and I can recognize the shape of the word um from editing this damn podcast. <laughs> and we have a really extra special guest with us today. It is none other than Jess Jackson. Jess, say hello to the people. Tell us who you want them to know you as. The floor is yours. Uh, well, hello, hello. Um, I am Jess Jackson, and I can say my alphabet backwards because <gasps> I was always scared of. I don't know if you've ever seen um, Jingle All the Way, but he got pulled over, and a cop thought he was drunk driving because he was speeding, and the cop was like, "Say the alphabet backwards," and he couldn't do it. And my little self was like, "Oh my god, I need to know how to say how to say the alphabet backwards." So I learned. Um, wow. That's so good. You oh learned the alphabet backwards as a protective skill. I did. Yeah. And I never forgot it. But it like doesn't really help when I'm drunk because I know it so well. Mm. Like people will be like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I know the alphabet backwards. And then I'll just like blurt it out. It's not a good determining factor for like, can you drive or not at all? I can barely do my ABCs forward. I'm sorry. You know, when you're a dedicated 10-year-old, you can do some wild things. Jess, you have a very interesting role in rowing worlds. Tell us all about what you do for U.S. rowing. I do have a very interesting role, right? Um, So I'm currently um, serving as the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Associate for U.S. rowing. Um, And this is a role that has previously been filled by one other person. Um, but I'm not sure if it had this exact title, but that was a while ago. Um, and so, yeah, just coming on, trying to make the sport an overall better place. Um, and I think it's funny because people, you know, they assume that because I work for U.S. Rowing that I rode, which would make sense, you know. Um, but I've never actually stepped in a boat. I love this fun fact. And I knew this about you. And I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> but you didn't have to. Well, it's not even that. But like, I just think it's so cool that you were like, yeah, like, fuck it, full send. I'm going to do this job having like, what, minimal prior knowledge of this absurd sport? Like, wh- how did you even <laughs> find us? Like, we are basically non-existent to most human beings. So like, how did that even happen? Honestly, yeah, that's a, I, so um, I was graduating from the University of Louisville um, with my master's in sport administration, and I was on the job job search, as many people are, um, but I knew that my job search would be a little different than most people's, because whereas, like, you know, when you're looking for jobs, it's almost, for some people, it's almost like, hey, I could go anywhere, like I could do anything. Um, but for me, I had a fiance, I have a fiance. Um, and she is, she was applying to med schools at the time. Um, and so she was going through like, the med school application process at the same time that I was going through like the job search process. Um, and it was stressful, and it was a lot. And so we were trying to like coordinate, you know, like narrow down the places, 10 places where she would want to go to school and like 10 places where I would want to live. But for me, I felt like, you know, I was a very free bird at that time. And I'm like, we'll go anywhere. Like, if you want to go to school there, like, let's do it. Um, and she graduated from Brown. So an Ivy, Ivy League alum. And on one of the job boards that, like, I don't know if it's like an Ivy alum job board, um, but this job was posted on there. 
and she knew what I was interested in, what I was trying to do um, with my life. And she sent me the job posting and was like, apply. Um, and they were asking for like, I think it was like uh, five to seven years of experience or something like that. And I was like, babe, like, there's no way. Like, I, I can't, like, no. And she was like, no, just apply. And I was like, oh, all right, let me full send it. So I full sent it. And I interviewed. And I think one of the things with DEI is that, like, I wanted to do DEI in the sport world because regardless of the sport, like, you don't, you don't need to necessarily know the sport um, in order to figure out how to make it better. Because a lot of the things that, a lot of the things transcend across sports. Like, it's the same for so many sports. But I knew that rowing would have this kind of, like, unique undertone to it because it is just such an elitist rich white sport um and I don't think I knew the confines of that until I really got in it like I knew it was bad um but I think when I was finally immersed and like I'm still getting information um but yeah long story short it was an Ivy League job board that I I didn't graduate from an Ivy League um so I weaseled my way in is the answer Oh, amazing. Very, very well deserved. And don't ever skimp on your accomplishments, like no matter what, like this is, US Rowing is so lucky to have you and I'm super stoked to have you. And that's such a fun story that you're not, that you didn't start in the rowing world at all. You're just kind of like thrown into this whole thing. And yeah, you're right. It is a really unfortunate white elitist sport and it does need to do a much better job of you know, creating spaces for people. And um, that is what the work that U- U.S. Rowing is doing and, and what you're doing is, is really helping that come together. So I'm, I'm really stoked for um, for seeing what happens. Sorry, that was my pizza alarm. <laughs> what I'm hearing is we need to personally thank your fiance for <laughs> sending you all Yeah, I actually don't know where I would be um, right now because like, your girl was stressed because the sport world is going through so many changes too and like there aren't like one there aren't positions available in DEI if you don't have your doctorate or like eight years of experience and it's like how realistic is that um but like working in sports you know that like you almost got to start your way you start at the bottom like everybody kind of starts out as an academic coordinator and then you kind of like work your way up and this is in collegiate sports so like yeah thank you Thanks, babe. I'm uh, I'm really curious um, what so far, I'm going to kind of throw throw two at you. Um, what so far has been your favorite part about working? Like what, what things have you seen so far kind of in your tenure that, you know, make it a really rewarding job um, and make you really excited to show up every day? But then also what, what are the real challenges that your position has? And honestly, what U.S. Rowing kind of the entity has. Um, yeah, it's a twofold. So I will also say that, like, you know, whatever I say is me. It's not U.S. Rowing sponsored. Um, unless I tell you to go to convention, that's U.S. Rowing sponsored. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, one of, I would say my actual, like, favorite part of this job is being able to meet so many incredible rowers um, and get to be in contact with so many organizations that are like doing the work and fighting the good fight like boots on the ground whatever you want to call it but it's like there's people out here who are doing it and it's just a matter of like getting in contact with them like figuring out you know what they need um and like building those relationships I think uh has been one of has been my favorite part um one of no, literally my only friend in Chicago um, came because of rowing. Like I met her at Masters Nationals and I don't even know how we got on the topic, but like, I think we were just talking because she is also a black queer woman. Um, and we were just talking and I was like, yeah, like I live in Chicago, blah, 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 blah. She was like, oh my gosh, like I just moved to Chicago. And I was like, me too. Let's hang out like do you want to be my friend is this 
are we and we did and so it's been that's like really cool and now I like I saw her at Head of the Charles and like I'll see her at like different rowing stuff and it's it's just really fun yeah just being able to build relationships has been like my actual favorite part um and then what was it what challenges of your position of the job Uh, honestly in general like U.S. rowing has such uh there is such a huge drive to create and make these differences in the sport now um but obviously they're in such a community of many people with many backgrounds there must be some crazy challenges from people just you know being in everyone's ears or maybe not speaking up and then speaking up at the wrong times um so I'm just curious about kind of how how you approach these challenges and what you what you think about them kind of on a day-to-day um or just the broader um spectrum of things yeah I feel like challenges I feel like there are you know like there's obvious things that are challenges in a way so like the financial aspect of it um nobody ever gives to like diversity equity and inclusion specifically unless you find like the perfect donors um and so I would say that is definitely sorry before just before I forget is that so like donation wise is are there specific like buckets of funds that people in you know people will donate to us rowing or just not really so honestly i don't know like the nitty-gritty behind like financials and all that but i would make a generalized assumption of sports that like if i'm a million dollar donor and i'm gonna say hey like i don't know who necessarily to give this to but like I know that you guys are putting in the work. Here's a million dollars. I want it to go straight to ZNI, or like I want it to go straight to Simpson, or I want it to go straight to the national team. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, so yeah, so I would say financial, because um, the I work at the end of the day doesn't happen if you don't have money to pay the speakers, and if you don't have money to get a new tent and build a community tent um it doesn't happen if you don't have money for you know just like historical months and history months um and so that i think is always going to be a challenge um it doesn't matter where you're at where you're at um i would say another challenge would be and i it's so funny um I actually told the board this during one of the meetings like one of the board meetings because somebody had asked me like what's the biggest challenge you're facing since you've been here and I was like this was me on like a Saturday right before I was about to go to a baseball game and I was like my biggest challenge is that like nobody likes U.S. wrong like if somebody <laughs> like just flat out if they're a person of a marginalized group like the odds of them liking U.S. rowing are slim to none and so for a lot of the times when I was introducing myself to people in the beginning like I think I started out introducing myself as like hey yeah I'm Jess I'm a DEI associate blah 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 cool um and sometimes like I could tell people would kind of get weird about that um and like maybe they wouldn't know they didn't tell me like the full story um that they had and so I stopped introducing myself as like the DEI associate for us I'm just like hey I'm Jess like what's up like tell me about what your club is doing like I'm super interested yeah people just overall not wanting to be associated with U.S. rowing liking U.S. rowing in general um that was very challenging because I did feel myself having to like pull away and like separating from U.S. rowing in a way in order to have like real honest conversations with people um and this is something that I even told the board and I'm like like it sucks it has to be this way but like obviously something has to change because I've been here for five days and I can tell you that already that's wild and I'm actually not at all surprised because I feel like that's funnily enough a super uniting thing across 
all of the factors of rowers and all of the different identities in rowing is that a lot of people just love to hate U.S. rowing. (laughs) And it's like, guys, come on, they're trying. (laughs) And like, it feels like it's such a losing battle. Like, no matter what, somebody's mad about whatever decision has been made. And I think it's been really interesting to watch, like, Amanda Krause the last couple of years she's kind of inherited what I imagine was a dumpster fire of an organization and like is doing her best to build something out of the ashes um and I think like I see the fact that you exist in our tiny little niche rowing world as like one of our like biggest accomplishments in the last like couple years the fact that like there are new faces that are recognizable and there are people with titles that I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That feels like we're moving the right direction. But like, it's a slippery slope. I do not envy you that. That is tough. <laughs> it is. I think, yeah, it's definitely hard. But I think from my perspective and like what I've genuinely seen of the leadership team is like, this is a group of people and I speak not for anybody, but um. I think when I look at like the core group of, you know, U.S. throwing staff, um, and I say core, there's literally 35 of us. Like there are people who are genuinely like trying to make this change um, because I wouldn't be here if they didn't. And I think some people may look at this position and be like, oh, like U.S. throwing is just doing it to save face, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you as a person, like I wouldn't be here if U.S. rowing was just like traipsing me around it's like oh we have this new shiny toy like hey we did it like absolutely not um and so I think because you know U.S. rowing has or not U.S. rowing just rowing in general has a history that it does um makes it incredibly hard for you know all of this hurt and all of this pain to be undone in a way um, because, you know, uh, uh, Richard Butler says it all the time. He's like, this is like a hundred years of just crap that's been thrown to thrown together. Um, and we're not going to undo that in like four or five years. And that's just the fact that's the reality of it is that this is going to take a long time to fix. Um, but it's those baby steps. It's, figuring out the best way to do it. It's, you know, trying to get people back on board. It's trying to build that trust with the communities again. Um, and I think that's what, that's a lot of what we're working on right now. Um, because without the trust of, you know, the communities we want to serve and we want to continue to bring in a rowing, like it's not going to happen. Um, but like the U.S. rowing that I'm seeing right now, and I didn't see them five years ago. I didn't, um, but the U.S. rowing that I'm seeing right now, like, wants to make those changes, and they want to do better. We're putting our money where our mouth is, you know, we're restructuring budgets, um, so uh, we're definitely getting there. You know, it's funny you say, like, I didn't see U.S. rowing five years ago. I didn't see U.S. rowing five years ago, and I was in it, and, like, I couldn't point out Like, if you showed me a panel of, like, old white men and you were, like, point out the CEO, I'd be, like, I can't. It's all of them (laughs) or any of them or, like, I don't know. So, like, I think that even the fact that people in rowing world can point and say, that's our CEO and this is this person. And there is a level of visibility that's, like, hey, we are at the regattas. We're here. We're available. And I'm actually so glad that you're, you know, basically affirming that U.S. Rowing is doing the work because sometimes you can like look at people and be like oh great they got like the token black woman here awesome but like that was something that I was like oh god like are they what are they are they like really supporting this person are they really supporting this position and like I'm so glad they are yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah I feel like that's one thing that like even the people around me um who aren't associated with U.S. Rowing from the beginning, the conversations that I've had with them, they're always like, I got your back, like, I'm looking out for you, like, I'm here for you, whatever you need, um, and, like, that's, that's the community that I'm, like, yeah, like, let's continue to build this trust, like, I've got your back, too, like, I'm not just gonna sit back and let anybody do whatever to these communities, um, so, 
yeah, definitely just trying to be a fighting force for U.S. rowing. You're doing a great job. So don't, don't, again, own your accomplishments. You're killing it. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, you're, you're speaking so well to your experience. And I'm, uh, again, I'm really excited to have you here and, and enlighten everybody kind of on, you know, some of the dynamics um, as well. And I definitely, you know, with so many clashing personalities in this sport, it's such a weird place to be in sometimes where sometimes you, you feel like all eyes are on you at all times. And, you know, maybe not you specifically, obviously like U.S. rowing, all eyes are on U.S. rowing all the time. But again, like, yeah, thinking about it five years ago, I, I've been in the sport 11 years now. I wasn't really thinking about U.S. rowing as an entity, really. I was just like, oh, it's just U.S. rowing. It's a U.S. rowing regatta. Like, I can buy their t-shirts. Like, shout out to the OG U.S. rowing um, t-shirts. I still have so many, and they're my favorite, and I will probably never get rid of them, even though I am in the great purge of 2022. Um, but even even just kind of as the Gay Ergo's Coxus Queer account standpoint, too, it's like where what kind of line can you tow when you're showing support? Like I definitely got a little bit of, I don't want to say backlash, but a little, like there were different sides of people of, of, you know, when I, when the new policy was just posted with uh, about, you know, non-binary athletes. Um, I think it's, it's really, really wonderful to see that us rowing is, is really creating this initiative to um, really affirm people's identities in the sport. And I think that, for me, just as, you know, for me and Kira as kind of this like space for the queer community and rowing, it's like we do have an obligation to the greater community to show support that U.S. rowing is doing something, um, you know, is, are, you know, is creating these policies to help people as best that they can. No, it's not going to be perfect the first time it comes around. Like, that's just not how it is. And just to kind of, again, to continue to go off of, of what you said before is like, it's not going to happen in five years. It's just not realistic, but you have to think of the long term. It's like, how long is rowing going to be around? How long has it been around? It's, you know, it's, it's going to continue. You have to think about 10, 20, 15, you know, jumping numbers, numbers are not my strong suit, but um, yeah, I think in any, in any regard to DEI, um, you're not going to please everybody right off the bat and it's never going to happen. Um, and like we always say, again, it's, People are expecting changes overnight and I'm sorry, that doesn't happen. It does not happen. It takes months, yeah. years, decades of work. And that's even like, that's personal. And then that's also community spaces. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what the vision is. Uh, I'd be curious actually to hear, like, what would your ideal world be in DEI of rowing? My ideal world in DEI of rowing. Oof. All right. I feel like there's so many things. So I would say one ideal picture perfect. I would say for one, I would want more youth athletes to just know about the sport and like to have a place where they can go and get on an erg or maybe it's a community rowing team like you know how you have rec center teams maybe it's like that but for rowing definitely in the youth space just I mean in every space like accessibility of rowing is very very difficult um especially in places where in places where there might may not be bodies of water um but they can still urge um and so I feel like that would be one thing Definitely visibility of the sport as a whole. Um, definitely. Oh my gosh. I literally feel like there's so much fun in my head. Doesn't, don't overcomplicate. I mean, top, top like three. Top little, three. Top three. Top three. Top three. Visibility in all areas. Um, and just like an ease of access for people in general, like all people to access the sport of rowing, to access an erg, to access something that involves rowing, like maybe it's the Orange Theory, um, maybe it's what's that row house, maybe it's 
hydro like whatever that is um but I feel like right now it's just like it's so expensive so in my ideal world yep got it visibility um rowing everywhere for everyone and maybe it's cheaper <laughs> that would be really cool boats are so expensive oh my god the first time I found out how much a boat costs and like an oar an oar lock I was like wow this is insane guys as a former boat salesman I can tell you they are very expensive like yes wow you know what I love about your ideal vision is like it's very achievable like we could like <laughs> like I don't think you know like Lizzie mentioned it's not going to be a fix overnight but the idea of like accessibility to all and just like getting rowing out there I think funnily enough like the fact that Hydro and Peloton are now putting rowing yeah rowing has always existed in the elite sphere and now it's going to exist in the elite spheres gyms but that's a good first step and <laughs> really like I, I saw a Kardashian on a Peloton rower and I was like what was the wow. like the, I never I didn't have Kardashian on our erg on my bingo card for 2022. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like that's like a pretty cool, weird thing. And I don't watch them, but like they got clout from what I know. <laughs> they do got clout. Somebody's probably like, what's that machine? It's probably a good workout. Let me look it up. Mm. Another yeah. Writer. So like it's, it's slowly we're getting into the mainstream world. So I feel like we're on, we're taking the right steps and, you know, all that us rowing does, like, especially with the stem to stern program, I feel like is also another step in the right direction. Listeners, if you don't know what that is, Google it, it's worth the Google. Um, so it feels like, like, I love that your vision is something that I'm not sitting here going, Oh my God, how the fuck are we going to do that? And it's like, Oh no, like we're kind of like working towards that. This is gonna be great. Definitely. Um, and I know, Lizzie, you touched very briefly on the new trans and non-binary inclusion policy at U.S. Rowing, and it would absolutely behoove me not to chat about it because I had to put my phone down when that dropped on Instagram. Like, I would, like, look at it, and I was like, wow, this is great. You know, like, I've read it. There's been numerous town halls about it. None of this is shocking to me because... U.S. Rowing has been doing great with engaging the community about this process. It's been months. And then you get to the comment section. And I was like, you would think we were like bursting into people's houses and being like, no one gets to do it anymore. You're all about to be like the just the absolute reaction to some people. And like, I do think it's fair for people to be like, I've got questions. I don't understand how this might impact me. Hey, guess what? There was like six town halls you could have gone to, but we'll catch you up. Don't worry. It was like the very extreme hate that was coming up that I was just very surprised at. Um, so surprised. like, I don't know how, should, is it bad that I was surprised? Maybe. <laughs> Was that naive of me? You said you told me naive of you. <laughs> I feel like that was one of the things that we knew, and we were like, "That's why we created the FAQs." It was like people are gonna have questions, like let's have answers. And um, even our social media person, Jordan, she was like, "Yeah, I know they're gonna come with stuff, but like it." It's just a matter of like how transphobic it is. It's just a matter of, you know, how hard the transphobic comments are going to hit. But I remember the day after it dropped, she had texted or she had teamed the chat. Um, and she was like, yeah, honestly, the comments, like, I've seen worse. And I was like, that feels valid. Um, like, yeah, it was the comments. It was the emails. It was the calls and voicemail transcripts. I was like y'all got some people called to do. people call. oh my god people what are you gonna what are they you're gonna pick up and be like oh my bad we take it back you're right yeah. like what sorry yeah i'll go pray my bad it was not cute um but yeah no i feel like even after oh what did we post it was one of the first posts i saw when i got this job um it might have been for pride. I think it was for pride. It was one of the pride posts. 
Um, and there were even comments on that. And I was like, oh, oh, this is hate. Like people are hateful. Um, and so I definitely, I, all of us knew that when this identity policy would come out, it was just a matter of when, not if. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be ready at all times. I, in a funny way, that actually makes me feel better that you guys were like, we're ready. You know, like we <laughs> we're geared up for this because like I had to put it away for a while. And I hope Jordan had her notifications off because she was texting us being like, how do I not snap back at these people? Yeah. And I'm like, you have the patience of like a god right now. <laughs> she really does. Because I that is one job that I'm like, you got it. You got it. There's <laughs> a couple jobs and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. no, you can take that. And that is absolutely one of them because no, I'm not sitting there being called a, oh, what was it? It was like a colored haired, it was like everyone at US rowing is a colored haired nose pierced. I can't say the last word because that's a slur. <laughs> I mean, and I, was I got my nose pierced. And I was like, okay, <laughs> and I was like, and what? Sounds like the ideal yeah. person to us. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying the the queer space and rowing these days with all the nose piercing and colored hairs. I, my yeah. hair was isn't colored now, but I did have a really bad dye job in 2021, and uh, yeah, it was orange. Unfortunately, <laughs> but it's okay. It happens to the best of people. It does. It does. I mean, I think it was really smart I mean I talked to Jordan about it as well and and so you know we obviously we Kara and I did and I thought it was really good for people to kind of see who is actually in your sport like yeah who are you and why do you hate why are you so hateful like I'm just Literally. out here trying to have a good time and, and live a happy life and enjoy my sport and yeah everybody else should have the exact same benefit and it's just what are what are we what are people taking from you that you don't already have that you haven't already taken from them I fully agree um and I think one of like the biggest things that concerned people was like oh my gosh well I'll say two things sorry my mind goes like do 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 like that's how I think and it's not conducive <laughs> um but I at Masters Nationals um I got yelled at, or not masters, at uh, head of the Charles. I got yelled at um, about about the policy. And she was basically saying, you know, the same sentiment that so many people are saying. It's like, okay, well, like, what about my daughter? And it's going to take away so many spots. And, and this is unfair for women's sports. And like, this is the downfall and the demise and the blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you understand how many trans people are in this world? Like, wait, in this country, let's narrow it down, in this country, do you know how many trans people are in sports? Okay. Do you know how many trans people are in rowing? Okay. Do you know how many are at the youth level? Like, the number just gets smaller and smaller, and it's so absurd that people think that, like, oh, there's just, like, this, oh, what do you call it? Like, there's just this army of trans people who are coming to take over the sport. Like, that's what it sounds like they're saying, and it's like, yeah, we, we got them in the backyard. We can release them as soon as we get <laughs> We can release, release them all. Like, you say the word. <laughs> all the queer so army, we're going to be here with our oars, <laughs> ready to break windows. <laughs> Literally. Uh, people are just like, so ignorant. There's, yeah. They're so dense, and it's, like, painful. At the same time, I'm just, like... Let's figure out where the root of the problem is because it's not trans people. Um, it's not. I and I don't know what the root of the problem is for you, but like, let's figure it out. But yeah, I got I got yelled at for it. Um, and I literally looked at her and I was like, um, "You're up here, and I'm gonna need you to bring it down here. Like, absolutely not. Like, that's what we're not gonna do." And it was crazy because this older white lady, and she was standing on like. It was almost like a platform. So she was over me. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, 
you've got me so fucked up. I'm sorry, I'm not fucking. You got me so fucked up. Like I'm not. Mm, I will. You swipe the left. You know, for all these elitist, rich white people that you think they would, you know, they could afford to go to therapy and like get to the root of their issues. You would think, but the root of their issues is apparently simply just trans people. I think it would be like the greatest honor of my life to be the root of a rich white person's issues, personally. You are. And if they could like like send it back my way and like pay what if they like that offered to pay me insane. to not be their problem anymore i would might like gladly accepting offers now yeah if my cash app my zelle my venmo all open if you want to just drop a quick mill in there i hey we'll link those in the show notes for anybody who wants to <laughs> i'll link mine as well kira put yours in i'm always looking for some extra cash so <laughs> <laughs> support your local queers. oh my god like there's a whole like pray away the gay but what if you paid it away pay pay away, away the gay. The gay. it might wag i'm kidding it wouldn't Okay, that's the name of this episode. Pay the gay away. <laughs> Trademark. TM, baby. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love, love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh. I, I think yeah. about it. But it, I don't know if I could actually do it. I definitely couldn't. Pay the gay but away. I would go away. I would go away. <laughs> I would exit wherever we were at. I would do that. I'd be that, I'd be the um, meme from Arthur, just looking at the door, and it's like, pay the gay away, and it's like, um, that sign won't stop me, because I can't read. <laughs> that's me. Yes. That sign won't stop me, because I can't read, that's a fact. Yeah. Not oh that I can't read part, but it won't stop me. I have, I feel like I, I've hit all of my, like, important and main questions that I really wanted to ask um Kira do you have any anything else just like what is there anything you want the people to know about you like I feel like we talked about your position like your job for a lot but like if there's anything you want the people to know about you your experience your sport anything like or we can just skip ahead to the VP questions we do any whatever you want this is your moment oh wait it's your hour of fame oh wait go I, easy. I, I do have a question actually how do you want people youth collegiate masters what are ways that they can really get involved in helping progress the DEI um initiatives that's a really good question. Um, I would say <clears throat> right now, um, before we have like the DI strategic plan figured out, pre-DI strategic plan, um, I would say definitely just like do the research, do the learnings. If we send out a training, like urge your coach to do it, urge, you know, your staff members to do it because like I think that's one of the most important aspects of DEI is the educational piece because if you don't actively try to learn um you're never you're never going to figure it out because it's not on any identity it's not on any community to tell you about their experiences um it's not on them to to teach you it's not on them you know to help your progress in in DEI like if you want those changes to happen you have to go out there and you have to seek them out yourself in a way um but like we're always offering stuff we're always offering trainings we're going to keep sending out additional trainings urge your coaches to get involved in like the DI community calls you can join the DI community calls I run them myself I think they're kind of fun and they're always talking about something that's like relevant it's always gonna it's always something that's like gonna help your club um <clears throat> what else seek out different communities to get involved in go and immerse yourself in a community that's not your own like learn 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 um that's one thing that you should absolutely not stop doing ever love all of that thank you for indulging my my thoughts um if you have any if you have any links 
uh, to share to us as well. If you want to text those, we can put them in the show notes and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think that is great. And I absolutely need to be better at showing up. I always want to keep learning. I have plenty of time on my hands now, so I will be there and I'm excited to participate and, and continue my own education as well. Um, you can always be better and I always want to be better. So I'm excited. Jess, you can tell me when you're tired of seeing my ass of all these things. <laughs> Honestly, never. Like, I think that's the fun thing is like, but it's the building, uh, building connections and like always seeing the same people on sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, hi, how are the kids? How's life over there? How's your boat house? It's just fun. It's fun. I enjoy seeing people over and over again. So come whenever. Awesome. Well, let's get to know you via our repeat questions. How about that? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, all-time favorite questions to ever ask anyone when I find out they are simply not straight. What TV character was your gay awakening? And it's funny because I saw this question and I was like, hmm, who was my gay awakening? And honestly, because I had seen somebody, I don't know if it was on TikTok or if it was on Twitter, but somebody had posted about like Bernard from the Santa Claus movies. And I was like, oh, no. I'm dead. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like Bernard is a non-binary like person. Like, come on. Let's I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea who this is. Oh my god. you Google go look. <laughs> I love this answer. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> Good for you. Hi. But yeah, I feel like, because, you know, it, like, there's the she go. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like for some reason, Bernard just gave me, like, not. Uh, yeah. But the, I think it's more so, like, the personality, too. You just got to watch it. <laughs> Go watch the Santa Claus movie. I'm going to never watch them. The same I honestly again. need to go watch them now. I I want to rewatch them with Bernard as a gay icon. Like, I would not have thought. Yeah. I've, I mean, definitely just, like, win. <laughs> like, kidney. Um, definitely go and just, like, it and like watch how he talks to people and just like the attitude that he has I don't know it was it was something guys it was something they're my movies by far besides like Jingle All the Way oh my gosh I'm so excited that's so good that might be the best one we've had so far <laughs> this is it's definitely it's like really has me the most shook one. of any answer <laughs> No shame. No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Never. I, no, no, no. Just could never, would never have thought. Now I get to watch them in a new light. Yeah. So thank you for that You're gift. Awesome. <laughs> Question two. Jess, what's your favorite boat class? I know you haven't rowed in a boat, but let's rowed. hear your opinion on the boat classes. Yes, because I have one. And correct me if I, you know, I say it wrong. So there's a lot of pronunciations. The the Cox Eights because they are like they're just genuinely so fun to watch because like so many people in a boat doing the same thing for however long the race is like it's just so impressive and then the Cox up there like guiding it it's so cool I don't know it's just fun to watch. <laughs> it's a common it's a pretty common I think opinion even like okay. among people who've been doing this sport forever people are like oh the my god yeah. It's always fast. so fun to watch. Yeah, they're just, it's so yeah. fast. Like, oh my God, watching the men's eight ahead of the Charles, like, insane. It's nuts. Absolutely insane. Um, so fast. Yeah, so fast. Um, and of course, women are fast too. I'm, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But the ladies, honestly, the ladies, and the gaities, everyone's speedy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. The eight is awesome. If you weren't involved in rowing, what sport would you want to be involved with? Doing, oh, working like for... Perspective? Yeah. From people, anything. From any perspective. I would... Wow. I actually don't know. 
because uh, okay here's the thing with like how I look at it is that I'm down to like go to and try out and I say try out like I'm playing I'd be down to go to like most sports probably except for like the winter sports actually that was just a national governing body answer and I'm thinking national governing body well because no 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 because do they have skiing in college I don't know they do okay they're a club they're usually I don't think it's NCAA but I think it's club but okay. there are some serious clubs. I could be wrong, though. There very well could be NCAA skiing. Okay, wait. Okay, actually, I think I do have an answer. I would say probably rugby. Not just because my fiancé played rugby, but the sport itself is so just, like, physical and fast and smart. Like, they're playing such a smart game. And I think that's why, like, I wouldn't play it. I would just want to watch it and, like, be a part of it um, because my brain doesn't work like that, actually. And I would flop as a rugby player. (laughs) So i definitely say rugby, though. Rugby is my other favorite sport after rowing. Great choice. Excellent sport. Very gay. (laughs) Incredible. I'd be too scared to get involved. I'm fragile. I feel like I'd get my ass handed to me and I would crack. You would be (laughs) absolutely flattened, Lizzie. Yeah. At least we know our limits. I I would be too. Tall people don't work well in rugby. Yeah. No. I would no, you gotta be like, like fencing, ready to just like absolutely demolish a human being. And like, I don't see that for either of you. Yeah. No. Sorry, guys. No. Apparently my, apparently, my kids that I coach like told my boss too. They're like, "We're just not scared of Lizzie. She's too kind." And I was like, "No." Uh, uh, well, do you want them me. to be scared of you? Should we unpack they that? Respect me a little bit. That doesn't mean they need to fear <laughs> you. Oh my god! A little bit of fear. A little bit of fear. This is just a dash. Yeah, just a little. We have a and we have a different coaching philosophy. It is just an overarching theme of my life, and I just need to like have a little backbone somewhere. <laughs> Who's to say? Okay, but no, because I feel like nice people. At the end of the day, nice people are the best, and I speak There's from a- experience. That's true. In myself, there's definitely a difference between like kind and nice, though, which I'm very mm. much digging into these days. There it's, is. It's really interesting. It's like a really interesting philosophy standpoint too. So I'm like digging into it, listening to the podcast. So we'll we're gonna do a whole episode day. about that, Lizzie. We should. We. I'm down. Should. I'm ready to tear nice people apart. Oh gosh. As a, as a kind person, I'm ready <laughs> to tear the nice people down. <laughs> oh is this like the like people in the midwest are like kind not nice and people in on like the west coast are nice and not kind okay yeah i have yeah. seen that argument you're right yeah but it's like a real philosophical debate which is really cool being from colorado i would definitely agree yeah that is very accurate i look forward to this full-on episode we devote to this one day Jess, you can come back for that. Thank you. Yeah, come, yeah, yeah. come at, literally, please come anytime. Like this, this has been easily one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, oh my God. We're gonna, well, we're going to wrap up with our favorite, my favorite question. So Jess, as someone who hasn't rowed, but is forced to go to many, many rowing events and regattas, what race course or race has disrespected you the most? clear answer i would definitely say the head of the charles for a few reasons one just being that like when i walk i'm a strider and on the first day when like nobody was there i don't know why nobody was there if it was like a practice day or run through i don't know um but i was just like doof doof walking through this course that great Every day after that, I was, like, walking at the pace of a snail. And I'm like, guys, I have to be somewhere in 30 seconds. And I'm, like, five minutes away at the clam chowder station. Like, I don't have time for this. And <laughs> that definitely got me. Um, Heather Charles was also where I got yelled at. Um, and it was also where I got called a racial slur. <laughs> Who are we murdering? I'm ready. 
That's what? the guy to beat the shit out of somebody. I know. But... Yeah. It wasn't. And that's okay. That's also the thing is like it wasn't a racial slur aimed at like my race. Um, so sometimes I wear like scarves on my head just because I can. And somebody came up behind me and called me just guess, figure it out. I can't say it out loud. Like fill in blank here, fill in the fill blank. Fill in the blank. Yes. Um and I was just like, oh, okay, so this is what we're doing. Okay, got it. Like, I can't cuss anybody out here. That's cool. Let me just go grab some uh, apple cider, sit down and contemplate my life and take Monday off because I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. It was aggressive. So definitely head of the Charles. But yeah, it was it was fun. Otherwise, it was pretty. The views were great. Harvard's campus, apparently gorgeous, as an Ivy League would be, separating the community by a river. It was so pretty. <laughs> well, you're welcome in Boston anytime, and we can hopefully give you a better experience on the Charles <laughs> that isn't the head of the Charles. That would be incredible. Um, yeah, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta do like your US tour where you just like bop around on the boathouses. You should come meet my team because they would first of all, they're so clear. Second oh. of all, they are the funniest group of people I know. You're welcome <laughs> over here anytime. They would love to meet you. I absolutely love that. And I would love to meet them as well. Yeah. I want to do a boathouse hop so bad, but budget, so I'll be where it allows me to be, unfortunately. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your experiences. This has been so, so, so much fun. I don't think I really have any further uh, anything. Kira? Uh, when when are you coming back? And when are we seeing you next? Oh, well, I mean, honestly, the most important question is really where can the people reach you at? Because, like, we've got your number. But, like, that's not everybody's business. So, like, where can the people find you? Is there an Instagram or is you, like, is there an email? If somebody out there in the world is, like, I want to make rowing a better place and they want to connect with you, how should they do that? If they want to connect about rowing, um, I would say definitely reach out to jess.jackson at usrowing.org. Um, if you want to not talk about rowing, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Jess Leah with two a's i don't know i don't know how to spell that out well <laughs> we'll find but, it yeah. don't worry okay all right bye, bye, bye. awesome well thank you everybody for tuning in to the gay ergos podcast this week i know we've had a bit of a hiatus hopefully we'll be back on a little bit more of a consistent basis with um some more solos between me and kira and also some really special guests uh, coming down the pipe so thank you so much everybody for tuning in don't forget to rate like subscribe do all those fun things reshare our posts like the instagram or don't i don't care at this point do what you want um anyway stay queer everybody pay the gay away and we'll catch you next time cheers <laughs> <laughs>